Ben, I am jealous of you. You look comfortable. I am comfortable. I sure wish that I didn't have a microphone shoved in my face right now. Wish I had like a, a stand that I could put it on and not have to like lean forward and put undue pressure on my midsection. <laughs> okay, so Ben just got a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like sitting on a on a frying pan just... Like eggs ready for yeah. the scramble. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not terrible right now. It's like a week ago, but I really don't want to just, like, lean into it. So, like, I have to lean back, and I've got the microphone, like, shoved in my face. Like, I'm holding the microphone, and the pop filter is, like, pressed up against my lips. <laughs> so, mean, just it's been so long. It's been so long anyway. So, I mean, I guess, you know, here we are. No, but you, you look very cute. Oh, like, thanks. Yeah, holding a microphone with a pop, pop filter just sticking those lips straight up like yeah. you got a hair lip. Yeah. Okay, well, no. they have surgeries to fix that. They they do. Um, so I don't think you'd be elected for it, though. You have Cigna or Sigma. Sig- what? Cigna. 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 Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, probably not. Well, I mean, once the deductible's met, I'm pretty sure I could do anything. Lahayam. I could become a woman. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we've been away for a little over a year now, but um, has it been has it been a year? I don't think it's been a year. I think the last one that we did was like in March, maybe February. I don't remember, dude. I, so I it hasn't been a full year. It has been quite some time now. I, I, well, I do feel like it has been a year, but <clears throat> maybe I'm wrong. Either way, um, and that's gonna have to edit that little out. No, <laughs> don't edit it out because well, it's part of it. Well, when, see, that's the other reason why I don't lean over because Josh has leaned over the table, <laughs> thereby taking away sixty-five percent of his lung capacity, and so now you'll just hear him gasping for air. That's because fitness is my passion. This Dad. is it, Betty. This <laughs> is the. This is the. This is the one. Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> this not, is it. Yeah, not from poor life choices, just because I'm leaning forward and 65% of my lung capacity has been blocked. Or I have 60%. Um, I don't remember how it works. <gasps> nope. Breathing oh. out of my nose this time. Oh. I've, I'm down 60 pounds since the last time we've spoken. You should see him. It looks like he's holding his breath so that it doesn't like come out. <laughs> come out. <laughs> That's exactly come what I'm doing. Very, very hard, dude. I know all I, those tricks, I, man. I'm like, you like, walk up a set of stairs and for the next five minutes, you're like slowly exhaling <laughs> all of the like exertion breath from your lungs like that's what you do yeah or like you help somebody move like you help an attractive lady move or whatever and you know then you go back up the stairs or you get done moving a very heavy piece of furniture and she's like oh thanks a lot and you're like you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm right i you are right i uh i'm not only am i six seven uh strong have the chin of a god mm. body of adonis but i also have a pickup so everybody's yeah. always asking me to help them move i mean in the That's audience true. you guys know the guys in our audience if there's a if there's a <clears throat> couch to be moved you're the one that they call it always happens yeah when you have a truck yeah that's why i drive a nissan versa exactly <laughs> <laughs> but you know damn well I'm there too. It's like you a, know damn well it's like oh well Josh has the truck, but I'm sure Ben could join him. Oh absolutely, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, Why you know, not? And Ben has his verses like the shoe for the right foot. Yeah. So it's uh, it's really cute though. 
Yeah. I, don't, I don't even think I've driven. It's no, cozy. I did. I, I driven in it once, but I barely fit in it. It's cozy. It's not cozy. Well, it's I mean, if you're a midget, <laughs> oh. if you're like an anorexic midget, then oh, maybe. But well, okay, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, but it's been a while since we've seen you guys, uh, <clears throat> and uh, there's a lot that's happened. But no point in getting into all that. Everybody's uh, lives have changed. Maria, who was our webmaster for the first like episode. Um, she had a baby, and that baby's being dedicated. So I got to be back in Billings oh, Saturday night. So it's exciting. Willow Rain, she's a little adorable little thing. Um, so it's you know a lot of lot, Willow lot of, Rain. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that's uh, that's Kalia's middle name, Rain. So, really? Yep. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, but it's spelled uh, R A I N E. Got it. Yeah. And my beautiful wife is slowly walking across the uh, uh, floor. Say hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Yeah, I'm not sure if we picked that one up, nope. but that's okay. <laughs> nope. We we'll didn't. edit it out anyway. There you go. Just kidding, Jackie. No. But, you know, so we've had a lot of things uh, go on. Um, I got my half sleeve finally uh, oh, last week. It's sexy. Um, oh, I'll post pictures of it when it's healed on the grit um, on the Facebook grit. page. On the grit. I think Ben is going to get his um, mm-hmm. his tattoo soon. Yeah. It's, probably... it's the rainbow connection. <laughs> it's going to be a cock just like Oh, right. my God. Oh, 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 oh. It was like Jackass when uh, 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 Bam got the cock and balls branded into his butt cheek. That was... Yeah, yeah, no, it's not going to be that. Yes, it is. Okay. No, I'm only We'll kidding. see what I, I don't have any tattoos, not a single one. No. Um, some of that stems from, uh, you know, like, I mean, we've talked about it when I was a youth pastor and they didn't like piercings or tattoos. And they said if you had piercings and tattoos, you're a slave. You're a slave for life. And. Uh, you know, it meant that you were, you know, banished for all eternity. Like some people said, well, you're going to hell if you have tattoos because you've branded your body. The body is the temple, mm. you know, so so like that, you know, it was a men's Bible study or whatever. And, you know, like I had just started getting piercings and stuff and uh, then I was going to get tattoos and I'm like, nope, I guess I can't get those. So I waited until after I was out of the ministry but then i was like well i don't know what the hell i'd get so i just never got tattoos and i'm like well i mean now i'm like 40 plus i get a tattoo now and it's it's instant instant red flag for midlife crisis (laughs) so yeah yeah no yeah i i get you man it's um it's like luckily i had tattoos before so i don't have a midlife crisis yet but then again i'm right i'm not right of course i'm not at midlife yet so yeah well yeah not at midlife (laughs) well i don't know uh, but you, but you know um uh, so uh nothing says midlife crisis like a half sleeve okay but i had to I'm you know just, uh I'm just kidding, man. whatever whenever i hear people talk about uh tattoos and how you're eternally damned or whatever um i just look at like like christian bands like uh pod mm-hmm. and every one of their band members are covered almost head to toe in tattoos and, and yeah but they're no longer christian because they say fuck. oh yeah they did say the f word and so. i am but uh if you guys if uh, you the audience ever want to hear like a real christian song you know and i'm all about like you know i'm all about uh, uh like worship songs i'm all about you know that's all great <clears throat> when you're in the mood but sometimes you're listening to that you want to listen to that like song that like, you you know, I'm driving down, you know, and I guess the best way I could say this is I'm driving down the road and uh, my dad just died. My marriage is strained. Uh, I don't have enough money to pay the bills at the end of the week. 
and uh, you know, life seems pretty dim. You know, my sister got Corona or whatever. I'm just making something up. The last thing, I mean, for me at least, the last thing I want to listen to is some praise song uh, where I hear the guy like instituting some sort of joy or like forcing themselves into joy. Sometimes I want to hear a Christian song that, you know, just uh, everything's falling apart and my life, I mean, like I've got nowhere else to turn. Right. And and the song I Am by P.O.D., if you ever have a chance to listen to it, it is the realest Christian song I've ever heard. I wouldn't let your kids listen to it. They do have an edited version. Uh, They do say the F word a couple times, but it just the song is about uh, he just starts listing off every sin imaginable that you could be uh, or the type of sinner you could be. and um, then calls him, you know, and then says, I know you are the son of God. So tell me who the blank is he. And that's and that's kind of where, you know, like I, I, I was when I first heard that song immediately underneath like videos you may like. There were some videos that they were talking about, like pastor's reaction to this song or like, you know, pastor's reaction. To I am. And they're all like, yeah, you know, he says some good things, uh, but I wouldn't hear it again because he says the F word. And I'm like, OK. But like you guys realize that like an eighty percent of the world, that's who they're talking to. They're not talking to the pew warmers, and so I don't know. Right. Like when I hear that song, it just it it makes me realize I am all these bad things, but um, you know through Christ I am uh, old things pass away and all becomes new. And so that's kind of like what you take away from the song. Uh, <clears throat> so if you guys want to hear really awesome Christian song. That's definitely one I, I would check out. Uh, and on that same CD or <laughs> CD. Wow. <yeah. laughs> Back okay. in my day. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say in that, same, that same CD. Did you, uh, you got your AOL, in it, my hey, dial up my hey, 700 hours. Yeah. <laughs> bing, 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 <laughs> right. Uh, nice, no, dude. In, in that same album, they have a song called murdered love. That's a really good one too. Oh, album. The album yeah. that you can uh, download CDs in your CD cases and shit. So, you know, like Ben, you and I were talking about when we were at the mythical. Um, the mythical lake house. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, that lake house that Ben and Terry finally got to check out. Yeah, I've been there once before, but, uh, you know, like it was in passing. And I not enough. To, like, and not look enough at to... it, and it's like, well, here it is. That was fun, right? right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I sure would like to spend more time here. Did you have fun? <laughs> yeah, right. And did you have fun all five minutes you were here? Yes, it was wonderful. You have a lot of cool toys there. <laughs> Well, we, we kind of talked about when Terry was off with his uh, GF, um, and he was the one that gave me the most crap about the lake house, and then he just kind of skedaddled. Um, bye. Bye. He, ben and I really had a good time, uh, and we really kind of discussed a lot of things. And so uh, the direction we're going to go, and this is the the flagship, if you will, so to speak. Oh, my God. <laughs> is, Man, uh, the cheese is just oozing. Yeah, right. And it's just dripping off of you. Yeah. Well, I do like cheese. Cheesy. That's called cholesterol, uh, and I'm working uh, on it. But we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna start talking about like the the theoretical and kind of dive into some of the things that you may, you know, you may have a, a, like things that you may not have thought of, or things that in the Bible or in stories that we learn about the Bible. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna kind of do a paradigm shift on a lot of things. Um, and today we're actually going to talk about the Garden of Eden, and it's something that you and oh. uh, you and I talked about, Robbie, where we talked with Robbie about. Um, okay. So I, I want to bust out the old New King James here, uh, just so that you under for reference. Yeah, um, and as he's as he's pulling that up, I, I just want to say, like, um, 
at least in the hiatus, the while we were away, you know, uh, we noticed. I mean, like people liking our page, subscribing, still following, still choosing to follow. Uh, and you know, I just wanted to say, like, even with with us being gone for so long, whether it was a year or whether it was less than a year or whatever, however long it was. Like, uh, we appreciate that and obviously would encourage you to continue to, to like, subscribe, follow, um, and of course, provide any input going forward. If there are topics that you want us to talk about, if there are topics you want us to address or questions uh, that, that, um, that you'd like our take on it or our interpretation of it, then by all means, ask away. Um, but again, appreciate uh, you sticking with us uh, for x amount of months uh while we were away yeah no definitely and it was uh, it was crazy as we were recording these you know we had a steady amount of likes a steady amount of downloads and it just kind of came back um and i started getting more and more likes like today i had another like on the facebook page so we appreciate you guys uh, so this is in Genesis two, actually, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of run down from like Genesis uh, two eight to Genesis two twenty three. Just give you a quick summary, but it's basically like uh, you know God put a garden. He tells where the garden is, which uh, anthropologists have uh, they did find. Uh, you know, if you look where the Tigris and Euphrates connect, they talk about the, the other cradle two, of life, right? And they talk about the other two. Um, the other two rivers, uh, but of course, when you look at where the two rivers meet, uh, there's not four, like it says in the Bible. However, they did find two, what they call ghost rivers. And they found that out because, uh, in that region, I think it was 2013, it flooded and it actually fell into channels that they didn't realize were old rivers. And so, um, so that kind of talks about where it is. And then it talks about how God put man, uh, in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Uh, the Lord God commanded man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat except for the, the tree of knowledge. And, of course, we'll touch on that briefly. You know, it goes through about how Adam names the animals, and then it talks about how Adam uh, gave up, selflessly gave up a rib for woman. So you're welcome. And uh, Woman, uh, you my rib. That's right. And then Adam said, you know, this is now the bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, woman because she's of man. Now, here's the part that uh, we wanted to really kind of talk about, uh, and it's only a couple verses, but we're going to dig into this a little bit. It's like, therefore, and this is uh, Genesis 2.24, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother to be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And then 25, this is the one verse that, you know, that kind of leaves you open for interpretation, but it it says, and they were both naked and the man and wife were not ashamed. Um, so in that whole process of, of God placing man into the garden and God creating woman and God, um, you know, uh, letting Adam name every beast and all that. Of course, the very next section in Genesis 3, it jumps into the serpent uh, convincing Eve that, you know, it's okay if you eat from the tree of knowledge. Um and when we think of the uh, of the Genesis story of Adam and Eve, um, <clears throat> we kind of go from like Adam being created, uh, you know, after on the seventh day, woman being created, Adam names the animals, and then boom, the snakes in the garden. Almost as if it was a couple days, weeks, or months. Um, I propose, and this is kind of where it gets kind of crazy, right? But I, I, I almost wonder, because Moses, when he's writing Genesis, he's writing in God's time, right? before sin really infected the world. And so I propose um, that perhaps Adam and Eve lived in the garden for millions of years. 
what we would consider earth years and one day or the Hebrew translation, which was one age, we think of a heavenly age. We think of, uh, 25, 30 years, one day on earth is but a thousand years in heaven. And if we're looking at God's time, uh, a thousand times 365 times 30, and now you have what could be considered one, what we think is one day. And so I propose almost like I start to think, well, perhaps Adam and Eve in the garden, we think of a couple days before the snake shows up. What if God had the garden like this bubble? The garden was not the entire earth, right? We know that from the scripture. We know that it was in that one area, the cradle of life. So what if the Eden was the perfect place for man? They lived millions of years while outside of the garden, we started to see dinosaurs and we started to see the the transition of animals through evolution becoming more habitable because God knew that the moment even Adam sinned, that they would be rejected from the garden. The garden would disappear like a veil from their eyes and they'd have to live on that earth. So I almost wonder, and I, and, and I wanted to like, kind of like discuss that a little bit. What if it wasn't just a couple days? What if it was millions of years that Adam and Eve walked the earth in preparation for the establishment of Israel? Well, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, I honestly think that even though, you know, creation over the course of, you know, six days and then on the seventh he rested, um, uh, like uh, even though like all of those things were created, I don't believe that life truly started for humans, uh, specifically Adam and Eve and then, you know, their procreation uh, going forward down the, the you know, the, the lineage, you know, and then of course like their offspring lived, you know, 900 years, 800 years, and it, it, it pro- progressively became less after the, the flood or well progressively became less because procreation was no longer necessary it wasn't it was no longer necessary for humans to live that long because you know procreation there were there were more people around than you know than there weren't so i would propose though that life actually truly began for humans uh at the point that that adam and eve uh ate from the the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil exactly right so i mean and when i say life began i'm not saying they weren't alive at that time i'm saying like the knowledge of good and evil isn't just good and evil it's the knowledge of time it's the knowledge of of mortal bodies you know like it's it's everything encompassing in that you 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 eat from that fruit and you're choosing to live in a world of mortality right where there is where there is a concept of time where there is a concept of of age and decay and ruin exactly. and and misery exactly. you know um because before all of that and i agree like uh, a certain concept of it being like in a bubble like where the garden of eden was in a bubble uh there might have been um, and it's, and it's tough to say, like, this is complete speculation, right. um, complete, just like spitballing as far as like the, the, how I would see it. But yeah, so there were things outside of this bubble on earth that were transforming, uh, evolving because I believe that evolution to a certain degree does exist, but I believe that creation is what started evolution. So, I mean, the thing is like things can evolve, you know, and adapt to the environment that they're in, uh, or, uh, to, in order to survive. Um, but creation, uh, is how those, you know, animals, living beings, um, even 
began. Right. You know, they it didn't they didn't evolve from a single cell organism. They evolved in their own genus class. Correct. So, I mean, at least that's that's the way I see it. And of course, you know, it's like, oh well, ah, uh, 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 Ben, science would tell us. Really, I mean, science is science is is so fickle anyway. And the fact that um, it's not that scientists lie; it's just that science. There's more learned about science or scientists learn more and say, well, actually, we weren't 100 percent accurate on that because here's what we've learned. So it is possible not necessarily for science to be flawed, but science that isn't yet discovered yet, but we're based on theories or things are based on theories until that theory is proven wrong. So like with science, it's like, you know, when you talk about science and, and spirituality, you know, like how they clash, they really don't. They support each other when science, you know, is wrong. It's not wrong. It's just unlearned until Correct. it's learned. So so at any rate, long story long <laughs> um, with Adam and Eve, like once they took when once they ate from the tree. I believe that that's when mortality began, not life, but mortality, right. uh, where where concepts uh, were, were introduced that weren't ever introduced before because they now had the knowledge of good and evil. They now had the knowledge of of mortality, right. um, decay, ruin, time, everything, everything that goes along with that. And from the moment that Adam and Eve were created um, until the time that they ate the, the apple, or pomegranate, or whatever. That could have been millions of years. Right. Yeah, I millions. agree. I agree with that. And and, and it really, at the same time, we look at like the fall of Satan, Lucifer from heaven, and one third of heaven falling. We don't know at what point or in the timeline that happened, but what we what I speculate, and this again completely theoretical, but that's what the series is going to be. We're going to theorize on gaps. Uh, using sound scripture, but also kind of theorizing with our own knowledge and what we've been kind of uh, alerted to. I would suggest, or I would propose that um, the creation of man is what caused Satan's jealousy and wanting to be like God. Um, So in other words, when God was speaking everything into existence between let there be light and when he rested, he also created heaven and he created uh, uh, angels and man. And so in that period of time uh, where Adam, you know, being pulled from the, from the earth, Eve being created, and then them living for, you know, millions of years, that's when we see Lucifer falling from, from heaven with one third, of, one third of the angels, which is why Lucifer came to earth in the form of an animal that could be undetected by man. Because when Lucifer realized he could be bested by God, the next best thing he could do is take care of his prized creation and uh, introduce sin. Now, this goes back to the tree of good and evil. When Adam and Eve, like everyone, you know, if you've seen the movie Year One, it's the most, it's a very hilarious but blasphemous movie, but it's funny. And um, in there, it's Jack, Jack, Jack Black takes a bite of the golden apple and then all of a sudden something magical happens. Um, I don't, I'm not saying that the tree was magical. When, when even Adam took a bite of that fruit, it was fruit. But it was the rule. It was the rule, right? So if I had my kids living under my house and, and had no rules, they have free reign, you would have chaos. And I wouldn't know where their where their desire and their lust for things would be separated from love. Or at least I may know, but I would want to have their love, right? Yeah. So 
when God planted the tree of good and evil, it was literally one thing that they had to do. But everything, both in in space in space and in time, is a test. It's it's a it's there's always something that's fighting a force, and that force in this instance was God's love. But it has to be tested. Our devotion to God's love has to be tested, and so that's why you had a, a tree sitting there. Um, you know, and, and later on we can speculate about hell and, you know, why would God create something if uh, he knew it was going to be destined to hell? I have a whole opinion about that as well. But in this instance, it was, it was a matter of testing. And also to think about it this way too, the moment God spoke light into existence, God knew that he was going to create man and woman. God knew that he was going to have to come as man and God knew that he was going to have to die and be born again. So <clears throat> that was awesome. Thank you. Uh, so when God did that, he knew that that's, that was going to have to happen. So I, I watched the movie last night, actually. I watched the movie Arrival. You ever see that movie I with have, Amy yeah, Adams? Amy Adams, yeah. I had a, I had a, uh, I got into a debate with a kid I went to high school with. He's an atheist. Uh, well, an agnostic. I got, he's an agnostic. He pretends to be an atheist, but he's not. But he said his big uh, gotcha question was, why would God create man if he knew that he was going to have to send some of them to hell? And I answered him the same way that the movie Arrival happened, or, or, or in the same context of the movie Arrival. In the movie Arrival, Amy Adams can see the future, and the future self, her future self, can interact with the past self. But in that movie, she knew that she was going to give birth to a, a daughter, and that daughter was going to bring her unlimited happiness but also she knew that her daughter was going to die of a rare disease. And so then she had a choice. Do you, do do I, with the help of Jeremy Renner, do I create this daughter and give her that moment of life only knowing that she's going to have suffering and pain, but she's going to get to experience life? Or do I just scratch it all together, not get busy with Jeremy Renner and not have a child? In the movie, The Arrival, she obviously chooses to have the child because the benefit of that child experiencing life and love and the, the, the fellowship that her and her daughter had together was worth the premature death and the pain and suffering. And so when we look at the why God created Adam and Eve, knowing that this fall was going to happen, it only makes sense. Didn't create us to go to hell. That's why we can be redeemed. But he created us knowing that we were going to suffer by our own doing just so that we can experience his creation his and, and get to get to know him and his love. So Adam and Eve, without knowing mortality, lived millions of years in a garden that had animals, present day animals, while whatever was happening in the world around them was happening. They were completely veiled from it. But even though God knew they were going to fall, God did that because the relationship with that with us is worth more than the pain and suffering that we're going to put ourselves through because ultimately we'll be redeemed. Yeah, I mean, but then again, I mean, you know, like it's, so the question though, the question that's asked is, you know, like, why would he, why would he be okay with some of these people going to hell or whatever? It's not a matter of whether it's okay or not okay. I mean, the the choice is there, you know, I mean, obviously somebody that's, when, when God is omniscient knows exactly the path that your life is going to take but still creates you anyway or still creates Adam and Eve and then thereby you're you're created on down the line thousands and thousands of years later. Yeah. Um the thing is he knows that, 
but you're also given a free will. Well, it's like, is it really free will if he already knows what you're going to do anyway? I don't look at it that way. I look at it as um, the decisions you make have a certain um, decision tree, kind of like a choose your own adventure right. uh, book. You remember those? Oh, you know, yeah. like yeah. You're, you're either, Scholastic. You yeah, yeah, Scholastic. <laughs> if you decide to fall down the pit, turn to page 18 and it's like oh you're dead you can't finish the book and it's like okay never mind i'm going to turn to the other one turn to page 25 oh that's a much better outcome yeah and then the book lights on fire yeah yeah right exactly so it's like a choose your own adventure and that's exactly what it is because it's it's free will so he knows the path of every decision big or small in your life that you would make whether you choose whatever you choose it's still your choice like that's your decision it's not a matter of whether he's okay with it or not he doesn't say well well, you know, okay, you're going to help. Uh, bye. Mm-hmm. No, what he says is, you have those. You have your choices. They're completely your choices. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, if you choose not not to love me and you choose to willfully, you know, turn your your back, you're, then you're choosing. You're not choosing. Then you're choosing hell. Like it's that's that's the choice. You're choosing to do that because all of that. The guidelines are there. It's like. You have a choice. It's black or white. It's 50-50. You either choose me or you choose hell. I mean, that's that. But it's your ultimately it's your choice. Right. So it's not a matter of like, yeah, I'm okay with it. No, it's not a matter of being okay with it. It's a matter of choice. Say, I don't I'm on, I'm not okay with the choice that you're making. But, you know, the, the choice is yours to make. So I don't know. No, I, I think you're right. I, it's um, uh, and again, and, and using Eve as an example. Yeah. nowhere in the bible she chose to eat that fruit yeah yeah nowhere in the and then she chose to hold the holiest of holies against adam unless he ate it just kidding that was for my wife i mean um, kind of i mean yeah i ate this you better eat it or else you ain't getting no more eve time yeah. um but yeah. <laughs> that's what i like to think well but, maybe but, but i mean now that you know and then they had to wear clothes after that because they felt shame you it, know yeah. if that's what you wanted to yeah. do when god Man, showed up i named seven <laughs> damn places so then i said let's eat fruit from the knowledge of good and evil and she says well if that's, that's where you, you want to eat <laughs> i looked her straight in the scams of her soul i said Bitch. you said that yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, yeah. No, I said it. <laughs> no, but like Eve, like nowhere in, in Genesis when Moses was recounting the story, nowhere did uh, did he say that Satan forced the fruit upon her. Um, Satan gets way too much credit for for the evil in this world because he per, he provides us with a choice. He provided Eve with a choice. So Eve lived millions of years in the presence of God at perfection. Not even the choice, though. He didn't provide the choice. Well, he 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 he, he convinced he, the cho- he convinced them that the choice was not, uh, you know persuaded. However, you want to put it, the choice was already there, mm-hmm. and and the choice was made because God said, like, hey, uh, you can do anything, just don't eat eat from this. So the contrast being the contrast there, you can do everything else but this. That's where the choice becomes. Because right, it's so like, guess, okay, yeah. I'm gonna choose I'm gonna choose to, to love I God and, 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 and trust you know, like and God, like you said, plants the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because then it instills trust. Like if they're not eating from the knowledge the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then then they're 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 upholding their end of the deal. Like that I can trust them. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's a trust builder. Like if there was no choice to make because there's no tree there then they would go on living, you know, and of course God would know one way or the other, but I'm saying like there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a litmus test 
for their trust or their love. There wouldn't right. be, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it would just be like, well, yeah, I mean, you're living your best life because you have everything that you need and there's no uh, anti, like you can't do this, you can't do that. There is no contrast. Antithesis. And, well, not antithesis. <laughs> but there's no adverse. Right. Like there's no like, okay, well, you can do everything else but this, 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 and this that this 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 and this if they didn't exist then there would be no no way to show a a love or affection or or trust builder from adam and eve Mm -hmm. so it's like you said he planted the tree and it's like i'm gonna give you one thing and that one thing is going to show that you not only acknowledge the lush life that you have here in the garden of eden but that you want to stay here. Right. In millions of years, they got to chill with yeah. God. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you at know, least hypothetically speaking, Hypothetically, yeah. but in this in this example, like I truly believe that they did live millions of years. And so all it took was a simple convincing of God, surely, you're surely not going to die. Yeah. You know, it, well, no, he didn't die, but I'm saying that. No, 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 but I mean, that like, that's, choice. What, that's what Satan had said to Eve. Like, you know, surely God's not going to destroy you for this. Surely God, you know. He, you know, you can be just like him, which is exactly what got Satan or Lucifer thrown out of heaven. Yeah. I want to be like him. So, But to take that a step further with the tree that was planted, I mean, that's, that's how far free will goes. Mm-hmm. Because God says, well, okay, yeah, I'm going to give Adam and Eve free will, but it's not truly free will if there's no choice to make. So planting the tree there allows for free will to take place correct yeah when your child like for for our listeners who have kids when your child loves you because they genuinely want to love you for no other reason than just to love you that feeling that you get from that love is far greater than when you buy your child an xbox and they say oh mom i love you because their love is stipulated on the on the gift or circumstantial exactly circumstantial whereas love by choice that that's that holds a deeper meaning and so yeah so the tree being planted there was for us and for god because in our obedience we are happy and in and and in and the love that god or the love that god felt for mankind for doing nothing other than providing a place to live that there was there was a there was a genuine love there so when satan and again, too, like I like I theorize that love went on for millions upon millions of years. Now, to Adam and Eve, we don't. That could have been a couple. That could have felt like a couple of days. But what we experience as time now uh, is far different than what they experienced. Like Ben said earlier, and I 100 agree. The moment they ate the fruit is when they started to experience mortality. And so, and they may not even have the memories of what they had in the in the garden for the millions of years previous because they can't comprehend that kind of time. So, so in other words, what I'm trying to get at is is that. Uh, when Satan fell, and again, it wasn't unusual for people to, or for Adam and Eve to talk to animals at that time. So it wasn't like a weird snake just talking to them. They talked to plenty of snakes. They talked to plenty of things. Um, but when when Satan put it in their minds that this was, that disobeying God was okay, which happens to us every single day, every single moment of every single day now. So we know what that feeling is like, except that was foreign to them. And the moment, and again, it was all free will because the choice of doing something wrong was hanging over their heads constantly, but they, that was never, that was never something that they would play with up until they were suggested. 
And so in other words, when you, when you think about things in your life now, and you think about the sin in your life, uh, everything leading up to that sin is a choice. Yep. That's our free will. Yeah. You know, like not to get gross here, but when you look at like porn, um, mm-hmm. you want to, um, just like Eve didn't realize she wanted to until it was introduced to her. The first time you watched porn, you didn't realize what you wanted to watch until you saw it. And then something clicked in your head that's primal. And then you're like, I want to do this more. And and that's what, and that's what Eve felt when Satan said, well, this is a possibility. Then all of a sudden disobeying God became like a taboo thing. Like it, it felt good to her for a moment. And then once she acted on it, she was so ashamed that she, I believe forced her husband into it. Forced. Um, right. Yeah. And, Here, take this, right. just shove the apple in his mouth. Right. And then of course, <laughs> we, and then we know the rest of the story. God said, Hey, where are you guys? And they came out of the, you know, they came out with uh, clothes made of leaves and they're like, why are you, why are you, uh, why are you covered? And Adam goes, Eve made me eat the apple. And then Eve says, well, the, the serpent made me eat the apple. And then from there, God removed the legs of the snake and then kicked, in other words, kicked Satan out of the ability to coerce man with his creation. And then told Eve, you're going to have to feel the pains of childbirth and told Adam, you're going to have to feel the pains of hoeing and tilling fields. Yeah, and, manual labor. Right, manual labor. And then we think of kicking them out of the garden like a big old boot kicking them out and they go flying 50 feet you know, into the desert. What actually I believe happened was just like heaven and hell are veiled from our eyes. Those aren't, yeah. those aren't places that we go. Heaven and hell. The veil was dropped. Exactly. Heaven yeah. and hell are existing in this very moment, just in a different plane, so to speak. Yeah, I, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, it was like Adam I, Blank. It's weird to think about it like that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like, you know, the movie Constantine, and I'm going to close with a really cool story about Brandon, what he told me about when oh, he saw heaven. Like right now? You're closing? No, no, I'm saying like oh, when we close. Like uh, in five minutes? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so, the you know, Adam and Eve blinked, and then when they opened their eyes, what they saw was a barren wasteland of animals that were vicious and fields that, that had no vegetation, and they had learned how to, how to do it from there. So millions of years, possibly, I believe, uh, of a peaceful existence— one uh, ex- exposure to sin to really push the bounds of free will, and then boom, you have disobedience, and that's what separated us from God. And it continues to. We do it today. I do it constantly. I do it like twenty times a day. I I sin. Disobedience. Yeah. Uh, twenty times a day, you look at porn. Well, holy shit. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> man, I mean that twice. Yeah, eight. Man, my wife's six, listening. Man, she's upstairs. Five. <laughs> Hundred and two, <laughs> you know, but like we, we sin constantly, which is yeah. which was the need for Jesus, obviously. But but you know that uh, that's kind of what I think happened in 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 the beginning, uh, living millions of years, um, making that choice, and they they like you said, I never really thought of it that way. I guess making that like the choice, I, I know it was always there, mm-hmm. but we always like to to compare the 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 serpent telling Eve this like it was like some sort of like revelation I guess you know like I didn't yeah. realize that was there they knew it was there that was the one rule you're right yeah yeah no but that's what I'm saying it was the one it was the one rule and then all of a sudden you know the serpent comes in and says hey guess what and and that's the thing so it was actually not even it was wasn't actually just one sin of disobedience it was it was two because they they put their trust they put their trust in a serpent over over God they put that the the serpent's word over God you know like saying hey I'll take care of you I'll provide I just need you to follow this one thing or whatever so not only did they disobey by eating from the fruit 
but they had they had let the serpent come between them and god you know what i mean like the 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 giver of everything you know but he's like no i mean all god's trying to do is keep you from becoming god right you know and so it's like oh you know what he might be right let's go ahead and give this a try or whatever sure as shit they didn't die you know, but that that started the clock for them too. I mean, it meant that they were no longer they no longer had eternal life, because uh, I believe it. If you were to stay on that same course, Adam and Eve would have just been, you know, I, I they they might have he might have along down the line procreated, you know, allowed them to procreate or whatever. God allowed them to procreate or and then everybody just lives, you know, in Eden and uh, has eternal life or whatever. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously that's not what happened. But I'm saying like at that point, then, you know, life begins, mortality begins, pain, ruin, suffering, decay, embarrassment, shame. Yeah, shame, yeah, everything. I mean, like it's like, oh, we're we're human. We're we're mortal. You know, and they, they very well could have had eternal life, you know, like in their grasp. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and then they just decided we would rather we'd rather take the hard route. We, we want the hard road. No, exactly. I, and, and that's and that. I, and I think that applies to us today. You know, we but as a society, uh, as we you know, as a society, as a world go farther and farther from God, we replace shame with entitlement. So when we sin, we're supposed to feel that shame because it, it d- detaches us from God. Uh, it doesn't unsave us. Iniquity does that, which is the lifestyle of sin. But when we sin, we we should feel a little bit of shame, like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. But now we're replacing that with this entitlement. And that's like the days of Noah, like before mm-hmm. Noah, where there was no shame in doing something wrong Um I would challenge anybody, any of our listeners that would you do something wrong instead of jumping to, I get to do this. It's my rights to, to a, a, a abort a child rights. or yeah. to hate somebody because of the color of their skin. And I want you to really think deep down that initial feeling when you do something wrong, that, that initial feeling is shame. It, it always is. You can't convince me otherwise, yeah. but then we immediately replace it with, these are my rights. This is my God given right. And, 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 and to try and, um, justify or validate and cover that shame, you know, like right. you feel the shame, but you're like, no, why shouldn't I be able to do this? Exactly. And then the more you do that, the farther you get from God. And then soon do you replace God with, well, I believe in a higher power. And then say, do you say, no, there is no higher power, maybe aliens. And, 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 and that's fine. If that's the course you want to run, that's fine. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like that bumper sticker I saw, even right now, Darwin is a believer. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually we die and then the truth will be revealed to us. Uh, if it's not already revealed to us on earth, we just choose to ignore it. Just like the truth was revealed to Adam and Eve over a course of millions of years and they still made the choice and then the first feeling they felt was shame. Yeah, well, I mean, but thousands of years later, humans are exactly the same as they were uh, as Adam and Eve. Absolutely. The, the choices that we make, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, they're, of course, you know, like for the most part, we're responsible. I mean, I'm making a generalization. For the most part, as humans, we're responsible. But man, don't we like to make it harder on ourselves? Oh, like, yeah. the, like the choices that we make, it's like, no, I have to have this. I got to have this. I want this. I need this. I need, I need, I want, I want. And it's, it's, if we were to take a step back from ourselves and say, do we really need this? Do we really want this? Is this really going to make us happy? Like, is that really what you want? 
You know, like, and not the short-term pleasure of it, but the long-term outcome of it. Correct. Is that is this really what you want? Because this is this is the the short-term pleasure is there, but the long-term in in the long-term you're going to be miserable. Right. So, is that really what you want? No. I mean, if you were to take a step back and say that the long-term outcome of it being miserable, who's going to choose that? But we don't look past that. We don't look past the the short-term pleasure. Right. Or if we do, we look at it and say, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just deal with it when I get to it. Correct. And so we're no different than, than than how Adam and Eve were, and and maybe this you know there, we don't have a serpent you know crawling around you know trying to tempt us around every corner or whatever. I, I mean I don't I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. We have our we are our own demise. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes as humans we just want to make it more difficult for ourselves. We have not changed in tens of thousands of years. Right. It's just like, no, whatever. I want this. or And it's like the entitlement or whatever. I, it's my rights. I should be able to have this. I should be able to get what I want. I should be able to buy, you know, like a, a camper and go into financial ruin because, you know, like I want to spend this money right now. I need it right now instead of taking the responsible approach and then wonder why you don't have money because you're spending hundreds of dollars a month on something that, you know, you use three months out of the year. Right. And I'm not saying that if you buy a camper or whatever, that's, you know, that. but I'm saying like, in a poor financial state, you still decide to go out and spend money on anything. It doesn't have to be a camper. You're not necessarily looking at the long-term effect or outcome of that. You're looking at the short-term pleasure and saying, well, you know what? I'm going to splurge. Exactly. No. I mean, you know, I used, I sold RVs and I saw it all the time. And we were yeah. told, yeah, you know, you're not their bookkeeper. And But you're absolutely right. That, that, that idea that we don't, we can't see the long-term effects. And, and, and even if we can, we choose not to. Yeah. Because or say, oh, we'll just deal with it when I get to it. And a couple of years from now, that's when I'm going to have to right, deal with it. Right. And, and, and I'll and, deal with it then. And that's BS. Uh, but again, that, you know, like it's, we haven't changed and those things, you know, it's, it, sin is more accessible now. Um, but it's, it's, it's not as easy to hide because of the Holy spirit. But at the same time, we, we, uh, will always be that way until, until we're, we're, we're unified. You know, the, that's the, that's the thing with sin. Every choice, even if something bad happens to you and you're completely innocent is, is an, is the result of a, of man and woman choosing to do a sin or that sin comes from somebody else's free will. Potentially. Yeah. And it just perpetuates and affects you at some point or another. Correct. I mean, Hell, even even cancer and diseases and and all those things, those are all results of sin. Those are the decay of of God's creation. And why is it that every single major uh, breakthrough that helps humanity is a side effect of something they try to do to destroy humanity? Mm. I mean, you look at the majority of our medical advances happened in ni- between the years of 1943 and 1947, or no, excuse me, 1943 and 1945. Mm-hmm. What was going on then? It was a Holocaust. Holocaust, yeah. Much of our medical advances, like skin graphing, a lot of the things that we that we decided to take this research and use it for the betterment of mankind, but that came from the from the torture and the genocide, misery, right, and and torture and punishment. Exactly. Or you look at like uh, in the pursuit of creating intercontinental ballistic missiles and and uh, uh, getting to space so that we can create missile silos. Came the MRI machine and aluminum. You know things. That help benefit mankind now, all were were meant to the, destroy it, right? And so we like to put pretty little bows around our ideas as mankind and creations, but really everything we're trying to do is to self implode. And that goes back to Eve and Adam. No matter how long they spent with God in the garden, they still self imploded. Yep. So 
Uh, but before we go, I, I do I do want to tell you guys a quick, really cool story. And, and I told Ben the story, and it's a it's a story that should give you goosebumps. But um, we, we talked about how the 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 Garden of Eden is veiled, right? Like yeah. heaven and things like that. Uh, uh, ben and I have a friend. Ben is full of gas tonight. I just, I, he keeps farting right in my face. And why uh, would you throw that on there? Because, because I I'm smell not it. farting. Yes, you are. That's not me. It smells like surgery on your balls. Tastes balls like farts. the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes um, like the fruit of good and evil. Right. <laughs> mostly evil. Mostly evil. Mostly putrid disease. Dude, I like shame. how you blame your farts on me, dude. Come shame. on. Those now. are my, come on. <laughs> but I got a friend who uh, got a surgery uh, done. And when they cut into him, they sliced into his intestines oh. and it caused sepsis and he got really sick. And, uh, he, I asked him because he said that there was a moment where he died or was about to die. Like they had to like rush in to save him. And I, every time somebody tells me that they died or almost died in the hospital, and I always ask because it reaffirms my faith. Um, did you see anything when you went under? Like, yeah. What'd you, you experience? Right. What was that like? And. Do you remember anything? Right. Yeah. And most times people are like, you know, honestly, nothing. And then they become stronger Christians after that because they're like, holy crap, maybe maybe I am not a good enough. Like, maybe I'm not doing it right. And really, it's not about doing it right. It's just they didn't have a relationship with God. They just claimed they were a Christian. Yeah. But this gentleman, is a, I mean, he is a Christian. He's a Mormon. He's a Christian. He believes in Christ. He's a Christian. And um, he told me that I said, did you see anything? And he said, actually, yeah. And he goes, and I haven't told anybody this, but he said he was laying in the hospital bed and he could hear his wife saying to him, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Don't leave me. God, don't let him leave. And then he said he looked up and he saw a man like a doctor desperately working on him, like working on him big time. And in the corner of the room was his dad and his wife's parents, all of which are dead. Hmm. But they're standing there, arms around each other, praying, crying, but not tears of sadness, just crying, like, because it's a major event. And he said he looked over uh, beyond his wife, and he could see what looked like a curtain, like a thin curtain, and he can see millions of people. I assume millions, but he said a lot. Uh, walking, not paying any attention to, to what's going on, just walking around, celebrating, you know, like he could tell that they were preparing for something. And he said, Josh, it was the thinnest curtain I've ever seen. He goes like a veil. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, crazy. And he looked up and the man was working on him, working on him. And then he said he felt like he was presented a choice. He could go with his parents or his dad and his wife's parents and enter or go beyond the veil. Or he could stay and fight. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, he heard his wife say, don't leave me, don't leave me. Well, he said, you know, I got kids. So I think I'm going to stay. And then the man, or then, his, excuse me, his, his dad and his wife's parents then disappeared. And the man stood up that was working on him and walked out the room. And he said, at that moment, he, uh, he looked over and his wife said, God, please, please help me, help me, help me. You know, the, the, those kind of prayers. Yeah. But he said he then, he kind of just dozed off. Then he woke up the next morning. And his wife was sitting in the same place that she was, but she was asleep. And they came in, checked his vitals, and, and the nurse said to him, uh, we almost lost you last night, dude. I'm glad you're still here. He goes on. She said, honestly, when I came on shift, I thought we were going to lose you. Oh, wow. And, and he's like, did I die? And the guy said several times. And he looked over and he goes, Joe, I heard everything you said to me. And Joe goes, I didn't say anything. 
Oh. And she and he goes, no, I heard you. I heard you say, don't leave me. That's why I didn't leave. He goes, I could have, but I didn't. And she said, and he said that her, he said that his, he could feel the color leave his face. And she thought he was like losing blood. Like she was like, you're going pale. And he's like, no, he goes, I heard what you said. You said, don't leave me. God, don't let him leave me. And, and his wife looked at him and said, I was praying that I wasn't saying that. Oh, wow. And then he, and then he asked the nurse who was the doctor working on me. And she said there, no doctor came in. Like you, we were, there was nothing a doctor could do. Wow. That's crazy. And so he, told me it was an angel but the angel didn't look you know have these magnificent wings yeah it looked like a man like a a doctor yeah yeah and he believes that god gave him the choice i will you're going to live if you want to or you can come home and he chose to come home or excuse me he chose to go home with his wife to live yeah and uh and so when i talk about a veiled heaven and a veiled hell that's how close we are to God, and that's how close we are to the absence of God. And yeah. and we any choice whether we make the choice of of Eve or eat the fruit from the tree, or we make the choice of Enoch and just walk into glory with God, um, and not sin, you know, be blameless in the eyes of God, um, and which we will if we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. Um, either way, what separates us from this life is very thin and fragile. So make good choices. Yeah. Well, life in general is very thin and fragile. Absolutely. So make your good choices. And if somebody else's free will takes your life and you and your and your soul belongs to God, it's not gonna matter. Yeah. It's it's but a second, right? Like yeah. my, my dad left me in February of twenty nineteen. And when I die, hopefully in eighty years, uh, which would make me like a hundred and nineteen. Um, oh man, that's pushing it, but no. But I mean, <laughs> but it, you know, when I do die to my dad, it'll be a matter of minutes. Better lower your cholesterol. I did so. Stat. I did. <laughs> oh, I'm Boom. Talking, I'm talking like more. <laughs> oh man. Hey, so uh, again, uh, you know, Ben and I and Terry, you know, all of us with you know with grit, um, we're glad to be back. We're glad that you guys stuck with us during the hiatus. Uh, there won't be another hiatus in the near future. We're going to continue to pump these out, um, and uh, we're going to continue to talk about the theoretical. Uh, there are there's so much in the Bible that needs to be discussed. I can't wait to get to the Jesus moments when we discuss what it must have been like for him to be 100% man and experience all the sin and lust and pleasures and all that of man, but also be 100% God and fight the spiritual warfare at the same time. Yeah. Something that we don't really correlate with Jesus. You know, when he's not, when he's not preaching, he's in the, he's in the, the spiritual ether fighting a, a major battle. You know, there's a lot that we, what we're going to get into here, but, uh, um, I can't wait to talk with it, talk through it with you guys. Yeah. And once again, I want to encourage, uh, I want to encourage you to interact with us. Um, you know, I mean, that's what social media and social platforms are for. Uh, especially if you're listening, you're already liking the, the grit page on Facebook, uh, interact with us. We, we would love to field questions or even just, you know, like if you're, curious to know what our take is on something or whatever it's okay to to disagree uh it's okay to debate over it um honestly it's uh we just want we want that interaction and want to encourage you to do so but uh but appreciate the listeners and everybody that's uh shown support and 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 followed or liked or reacted to any of our social media platforms um or reacted to the post or downloaded downloaded the podcast on spotify itunes and and all the 
all, all the other ones. But uh-huh. yeah, so thank you. Billions. <laughs> Millions of hits. <laughs> and we will, and if you talk to us on Facebook, we will we will interact with you. And if you have ideas or you want us to talk about something, I promise you, we will call you out by name and we will discuss it. Yeah, by name. By name. We'll, we'll Location. Cu- we'll, we'll cuss you out. <laughs> we'll cuss you out too, maybe. No, no, of course not. Hey, just remember guys to love God and love others and um, uh, make sure you make good choices and... Uh, um, you know, especially during this hard time, uh, just like John 1, 1 through 5 says, you know, he's a light in the darkness and the darkness shall not overcome it. And we must extend that light to everybody so that everyone knows what it's like to feel loved both by you and by God. Yeah. Be that change. All right. So from Ben and I, this is grit. This, this is, is grit. grit. <laughs> that has got to be.